If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Hey, I'm Emily. And I'm Jamie. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time to get embarrassed with us. Brooklyn. This is Lost and Rewound, a weekly dig into your sounds from the yesteryears. My name is Alon Danziger, as it is every week, for though I may have lost my mind some time ago, I at least know who I am. And I'm grateful for that, you know? Every week we strive to connect the dots as we hope to learn a little bit more about how we got from there to here. And every week we find a roundabout way of accomplishing this. Join in on the fun yourself if you wish to be a guest. And email the show, Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Will and Rachel will be with me in just a minute. We are joined this week by two absolutely hilarious women who I'm happy to call stablemates here on RFB. Emily Scott... For one, is a host for the show Objection to the Rule on Sundays, but together with her friend and roommate Jamie Lerner, they host a show together called Middle School Happy Hour, akin to our show for two reasons. One, it's Thursday time slot. We're at 3 p.m. They're at 10 p.m. And uh, the show's devotion to all things of the past. They're like our sister. Let's have a listen, shall we, as we begin on this week's exciting journey. again for joining me on this edition i'm rachel and hello i'm a dark voice in the background we have guests this week as well coming to us from bushwick the hosts and brains behind middle school happy hour a show that comes that's a that's a show here on radio free brooklyn it comes on tonight tonight at 10 p.m as it is every week Roommates Jamie Lerner and Emily Scott, welcome to the show. Hello. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday at 10, 10, 10. <laughs> We're going to steal that clip of you, by the way. Thanks. You absolutely should. Hey, if you, ever, if you ever want me to do, if you ever want to do a riff on that, just call me. I'll do whatever you want. You guys, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. How are you guys doing in quarantine? You're, uh, you're in Bushwick, your roommates, you have been living together for how long? And is this the most, the closest you've ever been? Yes. Yes. And uh, about how many? Almost four years. Almost four years. I, I actually journal every day and I'm like, so this is like, I like started noting day one of quarantine for myself. Oh. It started early though, because I'd actually been in Spain at the beginning of March. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. So I same. had to self quarantine. Yeah, we both were. So I had, we had to start self quarantine like early for New York. Um, 
but this is day 47 for me, I think. Of, right. Yeah. And yeah. I used to take a couple quick walks around the block, but I haven't left the building except to throw the trash out in like probably a full month. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that you are quarantines or quarantinis? <laughs> quarantinis. Quarantinis. Quarantine but spelled like, spelled like teeny, like T-E-E. Martini. Yeah. No, like T-E-E. Oh, because we're so tiny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well done. So during a global pandemic, you still are doing a radio show as we are here. Um, yeah. How has it been recording from home? It's fine. We have a, a cute setup in my room where you see us now, or not the listeners, but you guys see us. And um, this just is, for our uh, listeners, we we see what looks like a serial killer's dungeon behind. Oh, Jamie. stop! No, I'm <laughs> hey, don't kick shame. Oh, oh. <laughs> we both love serial killer stories, so yeah. yeah, it's a really cute room. It looks like a really cute room. It looks like a very cozy room. I wish. Good acoustics. Good acoustics. Yeah, um, decent acoustics. Emily yeah. has a, a mic set up. Yeah, and... I have mics, but they, they do glitch out, so it's not good for like live recording. So, right. yeah, we have but, to yeah. pause. Yeah, um, and then we record. It's weird because we don't know, we don't have a guest. Yeah, it's tough to do with the. I mean, you guys are doing it, and <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow, but, who knows? Yeah, so we, um, yeah, we haven't really had a guest, so we've been trying to be creative with what we're doing with the show. Um, usually, and Elon was uh, was a guest, so um, I had a lot of fun yeah. with you. I'm just really, it was so much fun. We were in, investigating the mid '90s. It was really My fun. Favorite. We had a great time, um, and so and you guys are are welcome to to be guests yeah. when this is all over. Oh my god, that would be so much fun. Yeah, it would be super fun. Um, so usually we we interview a guest about the music that they listen to in middle school, and they curate the playlist and do all the work for us, which is great. And we yeah. just ask <laughs> uh, some questions about their youth. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot more work now because we have to like record it and edit it and and come up with the playlists ourselves. And this, we have to get yeah. songs without like themes Play, right. or and we can't just like plug in our Spotify. We have to like get good quality versions of the songs. So like a few weeks ago, we did like um, music from our favorite movies from middle school, like the song when we were like twelve. We we're like, oh my god, what's the song? Yeah, how do we Romeo and, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack? Oh my and god, what else? Yes, the Romeo, yes. Romeo, Romeo Plus, Plus Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of Moulin Rouge, actually, but that... Um, Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I had two versions. There's two soundtracks for Romeo Plus Juliet. There's the main one, and then there's a second one, because there's so much music, and I have both. <laughs> so wait, I only think... My sister right. had only the one with uh, number one, Crush by Garbage, and yeah. Kissing You by Desiree. Yeah. What, so what the, is yeah. the other one the Boz Lerman, just like, <laughs> basic soundtrack? So it's basically every song. I'm gonna pull it up right now. It's, basically, <laughs> okay. it's a lot of the instrumental music, so like the music cool. that you went like go to a store to try and find. But then there's also <laughs> I'm pulling it up on my iTunes right now because it's like oh, and she still uses iTunes. Like, I do because I burned all my CDs into my computer. Hey, you have working iTunes. Totally feel that. That's you, yeah, I use iTunes. Yeah. What you guys do? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Well, I have a MacBook, so like, why not? I am attached to it for the same reason it seems you guys are. The entirety of my music library went through iTunes first. Did you ever think that you would actually end up hosting a radio show together? 
We were random. Yeah. Well, I was random. She was a subletter that we found on like Facebook on a Facebook group. So so me and another girl who was my good friend. Uh oh, we're not going there. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, like we we've like drifted apart like a little I'm bit. I'm sorry, very long. quickly, tonight on Lost and Rewound Shade Talk. We talk shade. Hey. <laughs> no, well, we're not as close as we used to be. Jamie and I Jamie has still like, you know, she's usurped this position, I guess. Whatever. Anyway, but, took um, over. Took over. But um <laughs> we, we found this apartment that we really loved and needed a third roommate and then we found Jamie. Uh and yeah. then over the course of a year and a half, Jamie became my really good friend and then she took over the lease and then being that uh, you are in this position of cultivating a uh, playlist every week of songs from guests who are coming and, and you know whenever they were in middle school so that really covers a lot of ground did you have like initial conversations between the two of you about what you loved in middle school and then you found so much common ground through that conversation we realized before we decided to do the show together that a lot of our like favorite types of music overlapped and had like pop like basically pop, pop punk, punk stuff from when we were in like that era right that time like, um, like, what, like what kind of bands um some 41 which i who i've seen three yes. times <laughs> and they still sound a great I've show seen them three times. that's right we've both seen three times but only once together right um okay that was a big one for me i don't know about you jamie yeah i i mean yeah i think it was like the pop punk overlap um, and basically in the first, our first episode of middle school happy hour was, uh, just an us episode so that we can start, right. so that we could start to get the feel for it, kind of discover our own music because I hadn't really thought as much as Emily about, okay, what was I listening to specifically in middle school? Mm-hmm. And so when I started going back, I was like, oh, there's this Broadway and, um, Emily had a Broadway song mm-hmm. that she listened to. So there was yeah. like this weird overlap of rediscovering music that we yeah. loved then. Yeah. The idea for me kind of might've started, well, we knew we wanted to do a music show together and then it was kind of like figuring out a way to do one that would have kind of like, it wouldn't be hard to come up with new things every week essentially. And this was kind of right. a good one to do that with. And we knew we'd kind of end up listening to music that we both really like. It sounds like you guys were just sort of like, what would be informative and something that everybody can associate with that we also find fun? Or was it not even that? Was it just like, hey, let's put up music that we had fun with in middle school? Um, It's kind of all of it. So yeah. I think, I don't know when or why I realized, I guess I kind of had realized for a long time that like music from that time period, like had this huge impact on me, like ever, like listening to some 41 CDs that I discovered then and like listening to them all the way through, like still like hit me really hard because it was like the first time I was like realizing that um, there was music out there that I could connect to even that strongly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and that no, that's, that's better than crack. That's like one of the yeah. most awesome experiences ever. Yeah, it's like the most amazing feeling, and sort of realizing like how much like I made all these CDs for myself back then, and how like listening to those songs in that order still like brings me back to that time period. Um, so it's a lot of that too, yeah. and how it kind of shapes what you listen to later on in life too. Right, and I love the idea of like interviewing people mm-hmm. and getting this. Um, and this is where I think our show overlaps with yours a bit is digging into your past. Like every guest was like, this is such a fun exercise, like getting to dig into my past. And then you ask a question and they're like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that person since until now that we're talking about it. Like one of my favorite questions that I make a point to ask on every show is who did you have a crush on in middle school? 
Um, and everyone has to answer. And it's, it's yeah. always fun and, and getting to yeah. learn about people and kind of see how the music they listen to maybe related to it or maybe didn't and just kind of played into that right. time period for them. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is Elon's brainchild, but like whether it's going through old home movies or going through, you know, the school, your informative music, right? Your middle school music, musical love. That's one of the quickest and most intimate ways to get into a sense of like who somebody really is and what has sort of shaped them in the most profound way. I mean, that's, that's really touching. Holy shit. I think a little bit too is that like we're both still really good friends with our middle school friends like respectively. Where did you uh where did you grow up uh did each of you grow up? So I grew up in Westchester uh in Yorktown Heights which is about like an hour and a half outside the city um so not far and then yeah and me either I grew up in New Jersey um West West Caldwell New Jersey. Oh shit uh, which is <laughs> President Grover Cleveland was born, the only uh, president to serve two consecutive terms. Where the Sopranos terms, was found. And they filmed the Sopranos there. I'm from Oakland. I think my brother <laughs> had a girlfriend in one of the Caldwells. But I remember like, going there. Yeah. You know which one? Hilarious. I don't remember oh, which one. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. It oh, might have been Caldwell. It Maybe might I know been. her. There's, you I mean, might. like, you live in Birth Caldwell, so right. that's one of the big Caldwells. There's three Caldwells. Okay. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm so... Why Dobbs Ferry to the Caldwells? It's <laughs> only Northwest and regular. <laughs> okay, so, so you, the, you, you both were in the Tri-State area, where your, but your middle schools were big, right? You're, you had went to big middle schools and vice versa high schools? So my middle school was huge. So my middle school, basically my district was really weird. And this actually played into my middle school experience where they had five elementary schools feed into one middle school that then split into two high schools. Wow. Oh, that's um, similar to, my, to how mine was. Yeah. Okay. I had never heard of anyone else like that. And what's yeah. weird, that split, I'm not sure if you had this, Rachel, where kind of going into sixth grade, you ask what elementary school they went to, and then you kind of know in the back of your mind, like, you're going to a different high school than me. It might not be worth, like, being that. Well, yeah. Spending yeah. the time. It might not be worth spending the time to talk to you. Because no, no, this is a thing. This, this was absolutely a thing. So, like, ours was set up so that it was three elementary schools in one town feeding into one middle school and then three middle schools between the three towns that border each other would feed into two high schools. By the end of eighth grade, like, you kind of knew from the beginning of sixth grade, even though everybody was from the same town, you could, like, make guesses as to who was going to go to which high school, even though they're supposed to be exactly the same, but they're not, and you know they're not, and you could, you, yeah, you could, like, choose not to be friends with people because you knew that you were going to separate. Right, exactly. Like, I had some friends yeah. who went to the other high school, but my core group of friends went to my high school because we knew yeah. it was on, like, region. And that crew from from elementary school and high school are people you're still friends with now. My element, elementary school, I was not good at making friends, so I don't have many friends from elementary what about you, Emily? So our high school, so essentially it was four elementary schools between Caldwell and West Caldwell. Same zip code, two different town councils, and two different library <laughs> systems entirely. The I whole thing, like two different like neighbors. Um, same zip code, it's wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <Eagleton>. wild. <laughs> and then one middle school and one high school. And size-wise, though, it's actually like my graduating class was 250 kids, which I've 
learned is not that big since mine getting was, older. Mine was the same for high school. My middle school is the same size though. Like, like it, right. it was like, yeah. So it didn't get bigger and then smaller again. We had seven sets of twins in our graduating class. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Which is one of my other favorite facts. And I was really close with two of them. Two sets, sets of them. Yeah. yeah. So four of my best friends in high school were two sets of twins. <laughs> That is a sept, mean. prefix sept, but I can't put my finger on what it is. It's like a sept, a sept pair. Right, so I'm, still from, I'm still friends with my high school friends too, so like occasionally yeah. together, we'll just try and list, see if we can remember like what all the sets were. It's like a game, sort of. But. We had like six Michaels in my elementary school grade, but there were only two classes in the grade. There were like 40 kids and like yeah. between six and eight Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You're like 20% Michael. Yeah, my town yeah. was like, <laughs> a lot of like Gina's and Gina Marie's. We had a lot of, our, mine was totally, so we're both Jewish. Yeah. Um, But my town was totally, um, or at least my school district was very like Irish, Catholic, Protestant, and Ita like very Italian Same. also. Same. And yeah. I think there was like, there were like five Jewish kids in my, my graduating class of high school. Same. Um, and there was a, I, the synagogue I went to, I was the only one from my high school district. Really? I mean, I, I grew up in Brooklyn and when I was 13, I went to 14, I went to like 28 bar bar mitzvahs. Okay. How many, is it the same experience out in Westchester? I think I went to maybe definitely under 10 bar bar mitzvahs, probably around like five or six. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. because all the kids in my Hebrew school, they didn't have to invite me and they all went to a different school district. Yeah, that was my problem too. They all like, I barely went to any because yeah, same reasons. Were both of you, either of you in youth group? Yeah. Uh, Hebrew school? <laughs> like URJ no. youth group? Oh no. I did, um, my parents <laughs> a I did one for like one year and I don't remember what it's, acronym was yeah i'm an only child and my dad's a big sports guy so all my extracurriculars like if it reps to him would just be like sports yeah and i, I, was, I mean for, you're wearing a t-shirt that says sports yeah, and I was just, remember and I was, sports yeah it's a band <laughs> oh that's so funny oh, that's so ironic <laughs> funny. Actually, with your dad being into sports, was he ever like, oh, I'm going to train you for the Maccabee games? Like, was that? <laughs> okay, so he's he's a giant season ticket holder, and my baby bottle was like a nice. giant bottle. Like, <laughs> like, so like, and I've been going to games with him, and we used to, we actually, like, I have a very good, like, art, like football she can spiral, football. like, because I grew up, like, nice. football with him. Like, if I was a boy, I would have been on, like, some sort of sports scholarship for college, I'm sure, but, like, it was just wasn't in the cars. <laughs> Talking about friends that you had. Uh, tell us when you met Jillian. Yeah, so Jillian is one of the twins. She has, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, my four best friends. So she, um, her twin sister Blair, and she found this video, and I asked her if we wanted to be anonymous because she like she like loves hates it sort of I think because it's it's a very I made her essentially do the whole thing for a class <laughs> project. It was basically my terrible brainchild. So she's been my good friend since like um, like seventh eighth grade I think maybe eighth ninth grade. Um, and this was senior year of high school for AP European history class. And um, this was 2009, I want to say. It was like one of our final projects. The Tudors was still on TV, and I was a really big fan <laughs> of that show, for the record. <laughs> nice. Big crush on Henry Cavill. And then also, I think that was like a time in my life where I was discovering 90s hip hop. As like a white girl in the suburbs in the early 2000s, it was very common for <laughs> a lot of us. 
nice. and um and just 90s like culture in general it was like that weird nostalgia sort of loop that was starting because the internet you know whatever you were able to like find old clips of things and stuff like that maybe the early end of that um and I don't know exactly how I came up with it but for the project I was like Jillian why don't we do a mashup of the tutors and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air <laughs> and submit that as our project. I don't remember her loving the idea, but I also, she clearly didn't put up too big of a fight because <laughs> we ended up doing it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we used, I guess we used PowerPoint to put this thing together <laughs> based on the transitions that <laughs> are about to start playing. Yep, that's about right. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll play the first clip and we'll see if we have time to play the transition. Tom! Hey! What's up? What's up? How you doing, Hi. man? I'm doing good. I have a favor to ask of you. Well, anything. What do you need? Well, um, since you're my chancellor, right. um, I need kind of permission because, you know, Catherine, We've been married for right, a right. Years. Your wife, yes. Yeah, your legal lawful wife, yes. yes. Um, well, she hasn't given me a male heir as of now. I mean, I have Mary; she's good and all, but I, I need, I need a male heir to carry on my line. I see. So, me and Wolsey were talking, and we were thinking that since Catherine was my brother's wife, mm -hmm. that our marriage wasn't actually. But the, so, you got cable dispensation for that, though, yes? I see. But the marriage was never legal in the first place. So why is that? Why is that? Because she was my brother's wife for five months before he died. She claims they never consummated the marriage, though. Still, if you don't agree to this, there is going to be serious consequences. I'm afraid I can't, no. I don't approve of this, man. Mm -hmm. oh. to rap what key beat to lock, but I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. Oh my god. Yeah. That is That music in the background was. <laughs> I'm just such Incredible. a love-lost, heartbroken prince-slash-king. Please, I just want to find love again as I completely destroy my kingdom. That was the original emo song, really. Watching this just reminds me that what I wanted to do was put my favorite 90s songs in, in a class project, like, period. <laughs> and I knew the story really well because I was watching the show. Like, it was just, let's just bang this thing out. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you had a Burger King crown for her to wear. Yeah. <laughs> In the textbook, I forgot about it, talked a lot about sexual mores throughout history. Like, and there was like a Facebook group, like the history of sex is told by McKay or whatever. Like, we were all part of it. It was the nice. whole thing. Like, getting waves of memories. Knowing both Jillian and Emily, yeah. uh, watching them perform <laughs> on video is really a treat. They're, they're great performers. No, there was, there was very little. Come in. Hey, Wolves. Hey, what's up? So, um, I need to ask you something. Yeah, anything you want, honey. What's up? So, you know, you know Catherine, my wife? Yeah. Well, um, we're not producing any mail in. Yeah. Me and her. Yeah
that maybe mm -hmm. you can talk to Pope Clement for me about maybe getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, the marriage wasn't legal in the first place. Right, yeah, yeah. no, I hear you. I'm all over that. I'm all on that. I got right. it. Thanks, I'll get man. that done for you. No problem. Thanks. So, um, you'll look like up my rank, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Talk to you later. Maybe Pope in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Hot stuff. All right, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye, dude. Fives. Were you going for like the ultimate? Six? We just really we just ran with it. I don't remember us doing that many takes. I think the goal was to get this done as quickly as possible. So this is my my parents' computer room, and this is actually <laughs> and I'm wearing a Giants hat sideways, a flannel tied around my waist, and my friend Jillian's wearing her Burger King crown and like one of those like you know. <laughs> and which characters? And which characters are each of you? Um, I am a character I forgot about named Wolsey, which was getting real niche with the characters. <laughs> I knew all the characters at the time in play. And um, Jillian is King Henry VIII. And, and so I play multiple characters. My mom comes in at some point and plays a walk-on character or two. And Jillian is just Henry VIII at the time. <laughs> Nice. Um, and, and every time you're just like, yeah, whatever you want, man. I'm just, I'm just, I have <laughs> in multiple hats. Um, I also just remembered I had to play this for our class, like my peers. Uh -huh. Like this. How was that? I don't remember enjoying it that much. <laughs> <laughs> Those video projects were always fun until it came time to show your class. Yeah. It was like, uh, oh god, my peers. I love showing videos. To yeah, the class. you would. We have more. Yay. Let's go. Hey. I like where this is going. Hello. Hey. Baby's coming along. I feel like it might be a boy. Let's hope so. It's a Lion King, brilliant choice. Secondly, the fact that the king is just sort of like, oh no, I'll lean over in sadness. <laughs> I would say that was that was flaming. It is indeed the most royally flaming of the flaming. Being the directorial asshole that I am, was the mustache a choice? And was this like was this like a second act? Like, no, he's grown older now. He's gotten some age with that stash. That I think was just like a choice. Okay, let's make you look like a boy. Taped <laughs> <laughs> like construction paper on her upper lip, I'm pretty sure. Nice. It was a very lo fi production. Jillian pulled it off. She died. Yeah. I don't know. She pulled it off. We have time for uh, one more uh, clip from you, Emily. She just died. So sad. Henry. Henry. Oh, Thomas Cromwell. Hey, what's up? hey, bud. Do I have the girl for you? Okay? All right? Oh, really? Yeah. Anna Cleves. She's gonna be it. I promise. You're good. I'll go get her. Are you being, I are you being straight with me? I'm being straight up. Okay. Straight up with you, man. Uh, all right. From my heart to your heart. I'll, right. I'll check her out. Isn't she the, the sister of an influential German yes. duke? Bingo! Ding, ding, ding! Okay. All right, I'll see you later. I'll, I'll bring her, her back for you. All right. See ya. So I'm waiting for Anne Cleves. I heard 
is quite a beauty. So you must be Anne of Cleves. a little history lesson. Oh, I'm like getting a stomach ache, and I think it's related to this. Um, but yeah, so and this I do remember. Um, but essentially, King Henry VIII, for like his like fifth wife, maybe, uh, he got like a little painting of this girl and was like, oh, cool, Anna Cleese. And then she showed up and she was hella ugly compared to like, he, he did not look like what the painting looked like. And he was really mad. <laughs> This is this it's is the a, original catfish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the original, your Tinder profile is way better looking than you are in person. I just, I think I just put paper in my mouth to look like buck teeth <laughs> from what it looked like. I did. I don't really remember. Again, low budget. No you didn't budget. You didn't draw on a unibrow or like. I didn't. We really did not think. We were just let's just get this famous baby out. Who was the inspiration for your dude, bro, bro, dude, uh, Cromwell in the first portion of that last clip? So the first portion, right? So I, I, I think I sound like like a old timey Catskills like shyster. <laughs> I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. I don't remember if that's like a bad word to say, but I'm, I guess I'm allowed to say it if anyone can. I hope you got an A plus on this. I think we got a B plus. Ah, what? Because the presentation itself, if I do remember correctly, so we had to present the video and then do like a like a separate presentation on it and I'm pretty sure my presentation was just a lot about like how much sex they had back then because <laughs> the show just showed them having sex all the time so, so yeah. I just talked about that and I think she like was rolling her eyes the whole time I was just like I was like okay let's find a way to talk about sex in class and then I did it and it was like all right fine worth worth the grade I guess all things as if that wasn't already enough Jamie, we have clips of yours coming up after this quick word from RFB. Stick around. We've got middle school happy hour hanging out here on Lost and Rewound. Uh, worlds are colliding here. It's going to get very embarrassing here very soon, and all for the right reasons. On Radio Free COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now, and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. We've closed both our studios and canceled live events, but our hosts are still doing their best to continue bringing new original programming by broadcasting live and pre-recording from their home studios or by selecting the best rebroadcasts of their past shows. With most of our revenue streams evaporated, we need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us stay on the air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org donate. There you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. You could also use your phone to text RFBGIVE5, that's the number 5, to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon, you can go to Amazon.com smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a 
percentage of your sales will go to RFB and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all our listeners health and happiness as we weather this storm together. From Caldwell, New Jersey, we travel up the New Jersey Turnpike uh, up to 87, and we go to Yorktown Heights. Although this is actually in Livingston, New Jersey, at my grandparents' house, about 15 minutes from Caldwell. We then hop back in a car and go down the river a bit and across the GW Bridge to get to Jersey. We're on turn, we have to go back and turn around. Okay. Don't make me turn this car around. We we, <laughs> we transition over to Jamie Lerner. And Jamie, yes, as you were uh, alluding to, this first clip we are going to listen to from July 27th, 1997, is it is post-dated in the video, is at your grandparents. Yeah. Did you visit them often? I did. The furthest we have ever lived from them was about one and a half hours at most. So it was really easy to, to drive there. And my dad was always close to them. They're still like really great grandparents and I'm very lucky to have them. They've always been very active, have lots to talk about, have a lot of old recordings of childhood that they were happy to go through and send over to me digitally. So tech savvy enough, which is cool. Yeah, that is a blessing. That is a true blessing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I feel lucky, but yeah, so they're a bunch of old uh, fun videos. And some bacon and toast. Really good. And look at Jamie's knee. Let me see that knee, Jamie. What happened? What happened to your knee? I sprained my knee on a dragon. You did? How did that happen? I sprained her on a track. Did you cry? Yeah. A little or a lot? A little. A little, because you're what? Right. Hooray! That is some masterful parenting. Fucking adorable. (laughs) I have to say, my favorite part of that video is just the fact that we're talking about the little scrape I have on my knee. Yeah. On my grandmother's lap, who has a full leg and a full cast. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that. (laughs) She was a real trooper. So she basically, the way that she broke her leg was she was just walking in their backyard and there was like a loose hatch of grass where she like tripped and fell and her entire leg ended up in a cast. She was bedridden for like two months, I think. Oh, wow. You got a scrape from how? As what we saw in the, or what we heard. I was running and I tripped. Were you a lot of energy? Did you like to run a lot? (laughs) Yeah, a very energetic child. I liked to like run around and like perform a lot. I used to put on shows for my family that I made up. I would direct all my like pre-K friends. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, always very active. Um, And I think I was like four, I was maybe four in that video. That was 97. I was very, very talkative too. Love talking. The second video that we have to hear uh, and watch 
effectively for us, but for the listener to listen to. Uh, it's called Tomorrow from a year later at, I guess, the same uh, same place. You were uh, with your grandparents, right? Yeah. yeah, we were with our grandparents for this as well. You're going to hear my brother come in, and I really do think that he's the true star of this video. Stand away from your mouth. Come closer and tell me. Tell me who we saw at the Rugrats. Did we see Raptor? And we saw Raptor. Do you like Raptor? Yeah. You're not afraid of him? I'm not. Why aren't you afraid of him? I don't know. Was it fun? Yeah. Who took you? Yeah. And did, did we buy you any presents? Yeah. What did we buy you? Jamie, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jamie Erica Lerner singing tomorrow. I mean, him looking back at you for the cues of what notes to sing for your song were kind of, that was... And the words, not just the notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're just it's, like, it's like an early workshop with the first photobomb, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. She didn't oh flinch. God. She it's didn't true. flinch. Not, not yet, right? Like, not once, right? You just rolled. You just... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Gotta keep, keep on keeping on. Oh, I my God. Oh, um... So, so tell me the the real question here is, did you get to meet Riptar? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. I think I had a, a stuffed Reptar. My poppy was trying to say that he got me a Reptar toy. Just amazing. Like he clearly did not understand that Raptor was a good guy. Ultimately, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know how to say it, but. It's true. <laughs> I have always wanted a stuffed reptar. Yeah. I'm not, I've always wanted, remember the moon episode of Rugrats where they like travel to the moon and they really were just going into the garage onto the, onto like the pile yeah. of the newspaper? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I remember when they go mini golfing and it's like an ice cream mountain and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I want that ice cream. I haven't thought of Rugrats admittedly in so long, but I just totally forgot when I watched this that they did live shows like uh, like Ninja, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did a live show, Rugrats had a live show, Sesame Street live show. Yeah, I went to the, the Rugrats characters, so like much. the costumes, were so scary. Yeah. Oh, it's scary because it's it's grown up dressed up like kids, and it's really spooky. <laughs> yeah, and the costumes never had as much effort put into them as Disney costumes were. <laughs> right. So, like, they would make Chucky just scary. He was like, like the Chucky, Chucky costume. <laughs> God. Hey, kids, you're ready to die. <laughs> do you do you genuinely have a, only like a limited amount of trust, if not no trust at all, in somebody in a furry outfit or like a, a mascot, if you will? That's exactly, they're like the Times Square, like Elmo, you know, the, the knockoff Elmo that's there. Yeah. The Spider-Man. When I was a teenager, like it wasn't recently, I was like 14, but, or 15, but yeah, I got scammed by, by Minnie Mouse and Cookie Monster. God damn it, Cookie Monster! How did you get scammed? <laughs> because I wanted a picture with them, with, with Cookie Monster specifically, so Minnie Mouse took my phone to take a picture of us and then wouldn't hand me back my phone until I gave her enough money. Ugh, wow, that is usually. Yeah. Yeah, and now, if this happened to me now, I would just, like, call out to the nearest police because, like, you can't do that. That's stealing. But right. I was 15 and, like, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. It is a tourist trap, right? They are banging yeah. people who are not going to call them on it. Jamie, tell us about uh, when you were uh, around high school age. Uh, were you a trustworthy person or were you uh, a trusting person? Oh, or were I... you walking around in a mascot costume? Yes. <laughs> 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 I was very, uh, yeah, I was like the most gullible kid ever. Uh, so I don't believe anything. Um, although I did, my senior year, we cut, we, there was senior cut day, December 12th. 12, 12. Nice. Um, nice. And uh, nice. <laughs> and we went to um, New York City. And I do remember them like trying to like take pictures because we went to Times Square. And I remember being like, we can't take pictures with them. They're going to steal our money. Like somehow. Yeah. So, she got street savvy real fast. Yeah. <laughs> but I was also dressed up a lot in high school because I did a lot of musical theater. Yeah. So about the comment I made about uh, mascots and whatnot, what we're about to see, you were not dressed up in like a mask per se, but your <laughs> costume is on point. Could you please tell the gang here what show uh, we are going to see uh, in where you and another uh, actor, fellow actor, are dancing in cats' costumes. If uh, you can't figure it out from the description, it is cats. Hey. <laughs> um, I will say, as a preamble, two things: we played. I played the role Rumple Teaser of the duo Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser, and this was one of my like first not ensemble roles. This was really exciting. 
Nice. Um, also, still better than the recent cast movie. On Terrible. <laughs> Well, let's take a watch then and see you in action with your fellow actor whose name is? Oh, that's Tim Stout, who is a really great musician now with some, some, uh, some really cool songs. Out awesome. Yeah, Tim. Yeah. Tim Stout and Jamie Lerner in Cats at the Lighthouse Youth Arts Center. Jerry. And Rumpel Teaser. 
Wow. wow that makes me out of breath just watching it. You are crazy athletic. I had so, so were all those jumps, were you, did you do gymnastics naturally or, you know, normally? Yeah. So I did competitive gymnastics until I was about 10 years old. This was about nice. six years later um, after my one season on um, track. So <laughs> it wasn't my athletic time. Um, but yep. I still have dance and theater. And uh, my niche in theater was always like the acrobatic roles because most theater kids did a lot of like singing lessons, but could not mm. dance for shit. So <laughs> you could definitely dance. But one of the one of the things that I could not take my eyes off of, and for like the first two thirds that I really thought like whoever the director was had like made this choice. Like all the guy cats had their tails in front, and all the girl cats had the tails in back. When really he just fucked up his costume. Is that what happened? Jimstown's tail. <laughs> there was a whole like they had headsets. This was in a theater called the Westchester Broadway Dinner Theater. Um, Are you serious? You know it. I went there once to see <laughs> Hello Dolly with my grandparents. Oh my! And it's like it's like a, it's almost like, it's like it's like a almost it's like a Persini like kind of in the round. Sort yeah. Of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I totally remember that theater. So it's like kind of a weird theater where um, you have to have like a lot of like stage managers in lots of places. And there was a story where on the headset, the stage manager was like trying to figure out how to tell Tim to like move his tail around. (laughs) (laughs) And he's actually the nephew of the guy that runs Lighthouse Youth Art Center, um, John Finelli, who is one of my like greatest mentors. A lot of my peers from that time have become very successful like actors and performers. Such athleticism, um, and uh, you know, I, I think I'm just impressed with how much physicality, very energetic, a lot of athleticism that goes into being in this show. So you really were like triple threat, and I think quadruple because you had gymnastics on your side too. <laughs> All she ever wanted to hear, guys. True, I'm done. That's why she's here. You're like, and chicken out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we have time for one more clip. This was from high school. This was what high school? Lakeland High School. So it was Lakeland High School, 2011. Audrey and Little Shop of Horrors. That's right. Yes. This is how I got the confidence to dye my hair blonde now, because I knew it looked fine then. Audrey, please don't die. Please don't die.
was incredibly dramatic. And the music swells. Holy shit! That was that was and like when your voice kicked it. Look, I'm 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 a really overprivileged little shit who was raised around a lot of like terrifyingly good musicians. I was like, holy shit, that girl can sing. Fuck. I mean, your Ellen Green there in the Little Shop of Horrors uh, remake at Lakeland High School uh, would make her proud. I would I would argue. I mean, you spit an image. Oh, she got a laugh too. She had the comedy timing. Which will be very soon. Doing like a show like that in your senior year, it's like kind of like a bittersweet because it's probably your last show that you're doing before you head off to college. Did you uh, pursue theater in college to the same degree of interest that you had earlier? Yeah, so in college I studied educational theater at NYU. And NYU was like the school I wanted to go to. I wrote myself a letter in eighth grade that I received when I graduated high school that said, you have to go to NYU. And I was like, well, it's a good thing I'm going. <laughs> I kind of chickened out a little because I wanted to go to NYU so badly that I was nervous about going to the programs that put emphasis on the audition. I had an audition, but it was more emphasis on academics too. And I did a lot of like the Lighthouse Youth Theater. I did a lot of working with them where I helped their shows with little kids and actually helped direct little cats. And one of the little cats oh. on stage that I Amazing. Have, so. <laughs> that is that's nice. That is yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> and then after college was like, I actually don't want to be a teacher. I I wanna perform and I have like a kind of sick sense of humor. So I just probably shouldn't yeah. be around kids. So <laughs> don't teach them how to be people. No. Emily, how has it been to see these clips of Jamie? Um, to be fair, she's made me watch some of these before. Some of them, but not all of them. It's not all of I them. I want to no. make her watch more. She does, and I'm sure it's wonderful. It's just a lot of bandwidth for me sometimes to watch. It's like yeah. it's like when she, people like telling stories about like people like you're like oh, and then Tim did this thing, and I'm like I don't know who Tim is, and like, 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 like that. But yeah. she's great, and she's very talented, and it is fun watching her do an aerial on a cat outfit, a cat suit. Yeah, <laughs> I just like to show her because I feel like there's like a kind of a stigma around youth theater, and it's sucking. And my, and like John Finelli used to say, like, our shows need to have the same caliber as a regular, like, regional theater show, where it's like, just because you're yeah. kids doesn't mean you can't do it. Listener, you'll be able to hear Emily and Jamie tonight at 10 p.m. for their show, Middle School Happy Hour. And uh, Emily, am I right that uh, tonight, you also... Tonight, tonight, 10, 10, tonight, 10. Tonight. And also, Emily, uh, you do uh, Objection to the Rule on Sundays, right? Yeah, it's on 1 p.m. on Sundays for like a Brooklyn-focused news hour, but it kind of looks at the whole world, too. It's fun. I've, I've gotten a chance to listen to uh, your show once or twice, and it's really, really good Sunday listening, if I may say so myself. But in the meantime, you can find them on Instagram at Middle School Happy Hour, all spelled out, to learn all about all their uh, stuff and stay in touch with them. And to check out all their previous episodes, uh, y'all can go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash m. S-H. Jamie, Emily, mwah, thank you. Our sister wow. show. Thank you. School. Pleasure. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Wait, wait, wait. Should we make this official? Are we officially sibling shows? Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we should. Visual components back in the day. I feel it.
Our thanks again to Jamie and Emily for bringing the funny and the cringe and everything in between this week. If you like what you heard and you haven't already done so, take a visit to our main page for past episodes, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash L-A-R. We're also up on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and maybe Spotify again if I ever get my goddamn act together. Someday. <laughs> Before we wrap up for this edition, a few announcements, including this one from Rachel. NYC Talent Show is back on the live stream Sunday. Check it out by going to nyctalentshow.com and watch us live. And who knows, maybe I'll make another cameo. Thanks, Cups. You're the cuppiest. Speaking of cups, how about some soup? At Radio Free Brooklyn, we're always welcoming new neighbors, and Dashi, a new American restaurant and cafe specializing in Japanese and Asian comfort foods, has just opened at 119 Ingram Street, which is only a few blocks from the Morgan L. Stop. They have got great dishes, noodles, rice dishes, small plates, salads, and if you want a hamburger or BLT or even some delicious chicken nuggets, uh, I can confirm that, uh, they have got that too. They're open every day, most days from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., and you can order online from Grubhub Postmates, or DoorDash. Check them out at dashibrooklyn.com or stop by Dashi and welcome them to the hood. Tell them RFB sent you. This has been episode 212 of Lost and Rewound. Thank you for keeping me company this week. And I hope to have your ears again next week at 3 p.m. Only here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Alon signing out. Take care of yourselves out there, okay? I just uh, penned your intro. Wait, or you can't say pen. I typed it up. I typed it up. I penned it on the computer. <laughs> you used uh, a word processor. <laughs> I, you, yes, this is exactly what I did. I used you word I, processor. I used Notepad or no, uh, WordPad. WordPad. I used WordPad. You process words, padded words. <laughs>